whatever is not transformed in your life is then transferred. I'm going to say that one more time. Whatever is not transformed in your life is then transferred on to your kids. Here's the thing. I, man, I heard this quote and I, I mean, I just kept spinning around in my head this past weekend. Um, it was Father's Day yesterday and um, I've got some cool updates about my son, Zaid, um, going through this really awesome camp and and also what I experienced literally this morning. And I want to start my preference by saying this because I was thinking about what I want to share with you all um, today. And this was the topic, which was whatever is not transformed in your life is then transferred to your kids, to your next generation, because you didn't deal with the crap that you needed to deal with. And now that's transferred on to your kids because your brokenness, the, the wounds of your past that you have not dealt with, that you've not dealt with those root issues is then transferred into your kids. And now they're dealing with your crap because you never dealt with it. And I am so, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm so fired up about this because something happened this morning that like rose up in me. It was like, I'm using my voice, like no. And I want to start by saying this. I am not going to try to be political about this, but I'm about to share. Um, I am such, I am such a middle person when it comes to politics. Like I'm such a, you do you. And like, don't judge me and I won't judge you. That, that's really my stance is when it comes to politics. And that's why I want to start by saying this before I get into what I'm about to share is I, because I, I debated between sharing this, but I want you all to hear my heart um, is the things that I do with my family and the things that the way that we believe, the way that we live our life, we have the freedom. Thank you, God, that we live in America, that we have the freedom of speech and we have the freedom to believe and do what we want. To a certain extent, right? Like we can't go around killing people. Um, but I've, I'm so thankful. You know, I've traveled all over the world. I've gone to other countries. And every single time, I literally just want to cry because I'm so thankful that we live in the United States of America because we have the freedom that we have. And, and, I, and I am thankful for every man and woman that have fought for that freedom to this very day. And you know, when you're, when that freedom of speech or that freedom of what you believe is, is tested or is, is, um, someone tries to tell you that you can't have that freedom when you know that you do. Um, it's amazing what can happen when you use your voice. And if that has not been transformed in your life where you're not, you're not standing up for yourself. You're not taking a stance for the things that you believe, for your values, for your moral, who you are, for your family. This podcast is for you. And something that I want to share, kind of like what led me into this this title of this podcast, and then what I'm going to share with you about having this morning, is I was thinking about this past week, my, my boys were in a really great Christian camp here in Tennessee. And my oldest was in the camp for the entire week. Like he stayed overnight and man, like he had, well, he had a blast. Like they had zip lining and water slides and all the cool stuff, fun things. Um, but he also really got to develop his walk with God and who God is to him. And something that my husband and I, um, are really, our, our belief system is, 
You know, we're not about religion. We're not about rules and regulations. We're not even, to be honest with you, about going to church. Um, we're really about a relationship with God, getting to know who created you and why he loves you so much and why he wants to have that relationship with you and the beautiful benefits of walking with God. Um, our kids have seen personally, you know, some of our moves have not on paper, um, it didn't make any sense. When we moved from Hawaii to California, literally didn't make any sense. My husband was about to get millions of dollars um, in the next six months to a year from a deal that he did, but we left that million on the table and we moved to California. People thought that we were insane. They're like, you're living on the water. What are you doing? And then I told my husband, I said, I really feel like God is calling us to move. Well, that that God instinct saved my son's Gavin's life. And if you've not heard that podcast, you should go back through and, and listen to that podcast because truly, guys, like if it wasn't for my relationship with God and having that intimacy with him and walking with him for the for the time that I have since I was a little girl, I would have never heard that that voice of being like, you gotta move. And if because of that inner voice, I moved and then another inner voice of God saying, you need to take your son to the pediatrician. And I did. And turns out he had mastoiditis and had to have a a surgery on his ear of an infection that was heading towards his brain. Um, And he was 10 months old, literally saved his life. And so our kids, we've shared these stories with them of our personal relationship with God. But what was so cool about this past week is that our kids got to experience who God is to them. And at the end of the week, um, something that they do and something that the Christian faith does is as kind of like an outward expression of, I believe in God and he is my best friend. And I want to tell the whole world that this is this is who I have declared, like this is the person I'm going to follow and, 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 and learn from. And um, it's a baptism. And my son chose to get baptized at this camp and I got a phone call on Friday and he said, you know, we have, you know, your son Zaid has asked to be baptized. He wants to have that outward expression of, you know, showing that he loves Jesus and he, he, he has a relationship with him and he wants, he wants everyone to know that. And so, you know, that's why we want to, you know, baptize him. And so, it was really cool. We got to go and watch him and my parents got to come and watch him. And it was just, it was such a cool experience. And, um, as I was thinking about, you know, my life and thinking about my personal relationship with God and how it started when I was a little girl and was thinking about the things that the roots of my life, I'm so thankful that I dealt with those things because what I was able to transfer into my kids because of my transformed life, I was able to transfer into my boys this beautiful relationship with God and in all my flaws and all my weaknesses that we serve a perfect God. And I've shared my, with my boys, you know, different things in my life of because God has transformed my life in, because I am weak, he is strong where I am, where I am nothing. He is everything. And, you know, having that walk and having that relationship with God, you know, for me personally, I know it's the biggest reason of the woman that I am, the, 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 the strength that I have and, and the power that I know that I have to stand up for things that are wrong. And I know that God is my victor and he will go before me and fight those battles. And it was just really, really cool to go and experience, you know, seeing your kids, you know, live this life out that, 
you're so thankful that you you had you dealt with those issues so that you could transfer that <laughs> into their life. Um, and then yesterday was Father's Day, and there was baptism. Actually, we went to we we had a friend of ours that her daughter was actually getting baptized. Um, she's sixteen and said, I'm, I'm following Jesus and wanted to have that outward expression of I'm for him. And, uh, she was baptized at church service and we ended up um, seeing friends that just moved here from Hawaii that are some of our best friends from Hawaii. They moved here and they were going to the same church. We didn't even know it because they just came here like a week ago. Um, and they move into their house this week. So it was just so cool. So we got to invite them over for father's day along with my dad. And it was amazing. And we got to kind of hear about, you know, the past, you know, 10 years um, that we haven't been in Hawaii and, and how Hawaii is doing and how they did in Hawaii and why they're moving. And it's just so crazy how God is like literally handpicking all these people out from their places all over the United States and, you know, and the world, I guess, and bringing them literally here to Williamson County. It's just kind of like tripping me out, to be honest with you. I'm like, what is God doing in the midst of all this? Because there are so many people um, including our friends from Hawaii, they're like, we literally woke up one day and God's like, it's time to go to Tennessee. And it was like, wait, what? Never been there in my life. Like, what the heck? <laughs> what do you mean? And she's like, she, my girlfriend and her husband, she knows she was, they were telling us like, people were like, well, how long have you been thinking about moving? And she's like, yeah, no, just today. <laughs> like God just told us today. And I said, that's exactly what happened to us. I said, we were going to live in Orange County for the rest of our lives. You know, um, we loved it a lot and we loved our home and we loved the ocean view. We loved all of it. But then literally God's like, it's time to go. And it's time to go to Williams. It's time to go to Tennessee. And it's like this exact area. It's so nuts. And, uh, I said, people ask us like, how long you been thinking about it? I'm like, I don't know, like 24 hours. (laughs) And, um, and she's like on paper, it didn't make any sense. I'm like on paper to us, it doesn't make any sense. And it's really cool. So we're having this conversation and my kids are hearing these this conversation in her kids. She's got two, two kids as well. And, uh, she's like, see guys, like they're, they're just the same. And I said, no, it's not just us. It's not just you. I'm telling you, there are so many people that are, that have a relationship with God that they're like literally from Chicago, from California, from, I've got friends from India, Germany. I mean, I'm telling you it's tripping me out. Like people are coming here from all over and it's, it's in literally one moment, one breath, one whisper. I have goosebumps when I'm telling you this right now, where God's like, it's time to go. And it's time to go to Tennessee and this exact area. It's, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Um, it's almost, it's like, almost like, ooh, doo, doo, doo. It's, 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 it's tripping me out. I was talking to my husband about last night. I was like, this is totally tripping me out. Um, so anyways, I see all that to say, we are talking about the message at church and how just about, it was about a generation of men and how we need men to be intentional dads. They need to be not just involved dads where they're just like hitting a bat, but they need to be intentional. They need to literally know their child, their heart, how their, how the rhythm of their heart beats for the things that bring them drive and purpose and their vision and their dreams. Like what is that? And and get down on your knees and meet them at their level and, and know who your child is. Don't just throw a bat and, or, you know, throw a ball and hit a bat, but 
get down in their level and get to know your child. And when we have men that are fathers that can do that, we will have a completely different generation. Can you tell I'm so passionate about this? You guys, I'm like fired up with this message for you today because it is so, we have an epidemic right now of boys staying boys, staying boys where they're not, they're not being raised to be men. And now we have this, we have this generation of this epidemic of, of boys that are treating women like girls because they have not been taught to be men. And we need intentional dads. We need intentional moms to know their child that God has created for them to steward in the ways of God. And I, I mean, I just was like, my husband and I and our friends and, and my parents were over and we were all talking about it and how if we don't transform our life, if we don't deal with the wounds of our past, if we don't deal with the crap that's in our life, we're going to continue to have generation upon generation upon generation of wounds that are carried on from our past because we're not willing to deal with the roots. And if we don't deal with the roots, the roots continue to grow. The roots continue to grow. And then we wonder why weeds are still in our life because it is passed on because you never got down in the dirt and dealt with it and pulled them out. Whatever you do not transform is transferred. So this morning, our kids, they have, they have camp again. And my oldest is in a uh, coding camp. We put him in a coding camp here in Tennessee. And I got, a, I got a text, which was weird, but I got a text on Friday saying, hey, you know, your son needs to wear a mask you know, for, the remainder, for the camp. And the camp is from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. So I was like, wait, what? Like, I thought this whole thing was over. <laughs> And so here in Tennessee, it's COVID. I don't even know if it existed here. I'm <laughs> just joking, but I'm like half joking. Because when we moved here, there was like, we moved here almost a year ago now. And there was like no mass, like kids were, you know, free to go to school. I mean, it was just like, it was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. That's a lot of the reasons why we moved here. And um, it was really interesting. I was like, what the heck? So I told my husband, I'm like, that's so, what's, what? Like, what do you mean? You have to wear in, in Tennessee? Like, what the heck is this? So I was like, okay, maybe it's just like, it's optional, you know? So I emailed the staff and I said, you know, my son, um, doesn't want to wear the mask. <laughs> like, I don't want him. He doesn't need to wear the mask. This is ridiculous. Like it's like, what? No. So I just said, I, I'm, I don't know. This should be optional. Um, and we just opt out, you know, you do you, I'll do me. But for my son and for our family, like, no, no, thank you. So kind of thought that was like, that was it. So I take him this morning to the camp and this is what, and the reason why I'm sharing this with you is I'm not, I'm not trying to bring a point of like mass, no mass. That's not my point in this story. My point is you stand up for your family and you stand up for yourself and you stand up for the things that you believe in and do not, <laughs> do not back down. So we go and drop them off. I, I drop them off with my, with, with Gavin and they they give me a mask and I said, oh no, we, we opt out of that. And the, um, the guy was like, no, I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's actually mandatory that he needs to wear it. It's the rules. And I'm like, well, I have an email coming from the director of this entire coding camp saying that it was optional. Um, and we would like to opt 
out. I, I don't care what they, I mean, it's, if kids need, if you, you know, I don't care about whatever. If they need to wear the mask and their family wants them to wear the mask, it's fine, but we would like to opt out of that. And she was like, well, no, it, you, you need to wear the mask in order for him to go to the camp. And I said, okay, no problem. He won't be going to the camp then because I don't want my son. I don't want to pay $1,000. Yes, I don't want to pay $1,000 for this coding camp and his experience to be in a mask from eight to five all week. I'd rather wait till next year when there's like, he can talk to people and ask questions because this is a very complicated course that he's taking. I would actually prefer him to not wear a mask and for all of everybody else to wear a mask. So I'd rather just get my money back and we'll see you next year. She will no, he's, you know, you need to call the service department and see if that's even possible. I said, no problem. So I call the service department and I tell them the situation. And they're like, oh no, it's it's an option to choose to wear a mask or choose not to wear a mask. I said, well, we're choosing not to wear a mask, but we're being forced to wear the mask. And they said, like, if he doesn't wear a mask, then he needs to not, then he can attend camp. And I, that's totally fine. You know, he just won't be attending camp this year and we'll see you next year. He's like, no, 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 you, you absolutely, it's, it's optional. Your son absolutely does not have to wear a mask. And I said, well, I'm being told very different. It's like, well, let me, you know, call the director. I'm like, well, the director is standing right here. And he just told me that that's my options. It's like, well, let me call him directly. So he calls him directly and I go tell my son, like my, my son's kind of like walking toward, you know, the circle group. And I, pull him out of the circle group. I'm like, hey, bud, like, I'm going to wait here um, because if you have to wear a mask, then we can do this next year when you don't have to wear the mask. Um, but they're seeing if there's still an option that you don't have to wear a mask. So one of the camp um, counselors comes over and he's like, is there a problem here? And I said, no, no problem. I just am letting my son know that if, you know, he has to wear a mask, then we're just going to go ahead and opt out the camp. And this guy was like, listen, I hate that we have to do this, but it's the rule. It's like, we all have to abide by this law. I was like, <laughs> and I looked at him. I'm like, no, this isn't a law. This isn't, this is not a law. <laughs> this is, this is an option and we would like to opt out. And he's like, oh, I was, I was told it was the law. I was like, and I looked at him, this kid's probably young. I don't know. He's probably like 19, 20. And I looked at him and I said, don't you dare let anyone tell you and the USA, that this is a law. <laughs> you don't have to wear that mask. And if you choose not to and they send you home, then they send you home. But it's not a law. And he would look at me. He was like, thank you for that. I was like, you're welcome. So he walks off and my, old, my, my son was like, that was good, mom. I think you need to hear that. I was like, yeah, I think you did need to hear that. So my wee wee... And the guy's like, hey, you know, you can go ahead and, this is the director. He goes, you can go ahead and leave. And then I'll call you and let you know, you know, what, where, where we stand. I said, oh no, I'm going to wait right here. And then I'm going to wait until you tell what our situation is. That either my son takes off his mask and doesn't have to wear it. Or we just go home because you're going to make him wear it to participate. So I'll just wait here. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm sure. So I'm there with my son and the, um, the director is like, he comes over. So they go and he, he finally, the guy calls him. I can tell that he's talking to the guy and he comes over and he says, I apologize. Um, I guess I was misinformed. Um, your son does have the option to not have to wear the mask. 
Okay, I'm going to rewind a little bit. So there's a big old line when I'm taking my son into this camp. And I, I hear parent after parent after parent. I was telling my husband this. Parent after parent after parent pissed because they're like, wait a minute. I thought this is an option. One gal even said, she's like, my son even has, my son's vaccinated and you're making him wear a mask. Like he's vaccinated with the booster. I have the card to prove it. And you're still making him wear a mask. They're like, it's the rule. And she's like, this is ridiculous. So she's, she's upset. Another parent, like, what do you mean? I thought it was an option. Like every single parent after parent, after parent, after parent. And I watch every single parent comply. Every single one put, okay, I guess that's what it is. It is. And each parent, kid with a mask, kid with a mask, kid with a mask. And I'm seeing all these kids with masks because the parents are just complying. They're like, well, I guess it is what it is. I guess there is no option. I guess there is no option. Okay. So when I call, right. And I tell them this, they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. The director is staying right here. And this is what he's telling me. He's like, okay, let me call him and let me talk to him. Okay. That person calls me back. So before this guy comes over and apologizes, they call me and they're like, you're the, he's like, is this happening? He goes, this is what he said. Is this happening to every single parent that's dropping off their kid? I'm like, uh, yes. And there is an outrage, but they're all complying, but I will not. (laughs) I was like, I know my rights and I will fight for my rights. I said, I know this is not a law. And I know that there is an option. Either he doesn't wear the mask, he can't participate, and that's fine. I don't, I'm not trying to make a stink. If he can't wear the mask, if, like, if, he, if he has to wear the mask to participate, then that's fine. We just won't participate, and that's okay. But I will not put my child in a position where he has to wear a mask all day when I know for sure he doesn't have to. I know that. I know my rights. So he said to me, thank you. He's like, seriously, thank you. And this is what he said to me. And I literally started crying. He's like, I'm start crying now. He's like, thank you for being a parent that won't back down. Thank you for being a parent that won't back down. Number two, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Because I am sure there are other parents that were upset there. And no one called except for you. And I said, well, there's a hundred students here I see. And I'm, and I'm the only one that called. That's the problem. He's like, ma'am, this is off the record, but it is the problem. I'm like, yeah, it is. Because I watch parents get upset and then comply. Get upset and then comply. But I knew my rights. And I will fight for that every single day. I was like, and I thank you for what you just said to me. And I, and I just, I mean, I was crying and my son, I mean, my Gavin was sitting there looking at me like, go mom. And I said, I'm not trying to make this political. And he's like, I get it. I'm like, I'm not trying. I'm like, I'm not even trying to be a pain in the ass. I am just, I'm like, I just, I know the freedom that we live and I choose not to. I choose not to. And I don't judge anybody that chooses to do it. I just don't want to be forced to do something that I know that my son doesn't have to do. And he, I mean, he was serious. You guys, he was just like, thank you for bringing it to our attention. We are letting all the staff and training, we're letting everybody know, like, this is not how we conduct ourselves. And this is not the truth. And thank you for being a parent that won't back down. 
He's like, man, if we had more of you, we would have a very different America, wouldn't we? I was like, yeah, yeah, we would. So I hung up and I talked to my, uh, I talked to my son, Gavin, cause he was like, go mom, you know? And I, and I told him, I said, don't you dare let anybody, don't you dare let anybody tell you certain things that you know not is true. You fight for what you believe in and you stand up for your values and you stand up for what you believe. You stand up for what you believe for yourself. Don't judge anybody for what they choose to believe and what they choose to do, but you stand up for what you do, for what you believe and what you know to be true for you. And, and, I, and I, I wanted to make sure, one thing that I taught my, son, my kids is during this whole, because I felt like there was such a division of like, if you wear a mask, then you're a Republican. If you didn't wear a mask, you're liberal. And it was just like, what the heck? Like, I stand in the middle. Like, there's things that I believe about Republicans and there's things I believe about liberals. Like, what am I supposed to do, you know? So I'm the kind of person that's like, man, you go do you and I'm not judging you. If like, if you like girls, then you like girls. Like, if you like boys, if you like boys. Like, if you, like, your life is your life and it's not my place to put judgment on it. It's not. It's not. If you want to wear the mask, great. If you want to get vaccinated, great. Like, it's not my body. It's not my life. But my God, this is my life and this is your life. And we should have the freedom. We live in America to choose what we want to do for our families. That's our right. It's our right because we live for people that have fought for that right. Right? We live for people that have fought for that right. So don't comply to the things that you know to be true for you and your family. Stand up for yourself. And, and whatever has not been transformed in your life where you have fear, where you have wounds, where you have things in your life that you, you can't take a stance on something that you believe in because you, 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 you crumble, you, you, you don't have the strength to stand up for things because your strength was never too strong enough in those, in those things that you believe in to be true in the first place. And that's why you crumble when someone tries to tell you to comply to something, when you know that you don't have to. And so this, this podcast, man, my message for you today is get real, like get real with yourself and the things that you believe, write them down and be like, this is a non-negotiable thing for my family, whatever it is, whatever it is. We live here in the United States. If you do, I know I have people that live in Canada that listen to me too and all over the country, but if you live in the United States, you have a freedom and a right. You have people that have fought and bled and died for that right. And you need to write down what is non-negotiable for your family and say, and if anyone tries to come in and say these things, then I will not comply. I will fight for my right because I know that I have it. And I, I just, I mean, I send this message to you as an encouragement and as like a charge to you that like a brave heart charge, like freedom, like you have a right. And it's not just about mass and all those. I'm talking about everything in your life, what you choose to believe that if you choose to believe in God, if you don't, if you choose to put your kids in public school, if you don't, if you want to put your kids in homeschool, or if you don't, if you want whatever it is that you have for your family that you have set and said, this is, these are non-negotiable things for our family. And these are the things that we choose to walk in. These are non-negotiable. And when you make it that way and you say, I'm going to make sure that I am, I am completely transformed in my mind in the wounds and the things that I need to deal with so that I can live a life that is transferred into my kids, that these are the things that we stand for and we will not back down. We will not. 
And when you live that life, I am telling you the respect that you have, the authority that is given to you in the ways of this world where you will, you will walk stronger, taller, head held high, shoulders back, and people will respect you. And here's why, because you know what you stand for. People that are wishy-washy, oh, okay, I'm upset, but okay, Uh uh-uh. There was so much respect when I left today. It was insane because I had one guy clapping when I left. Was like, he was wearing a mask and he was clapping for me. Like, because they watched me. I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass. I'm just, that's that's, that's my son. I'm going to, and my job is to stand up for him. When I know that his rights are starting to be taken, taken away, I'm here to stand up for him so that he can learn that to be trans, this is transformed in my life. I'm transferring this in his life that he knows that he can stand up for himself. So I am telling you, when you live a life where you know the values and the things that you believe and you will not back down, you does respect that you will have, even when people disagree with you. And that's the beautiful thing. I have very good friends that are actually pretty liberal. Like on, they're not in the middle like me. They're kind of like way over there. But we can talk. We can do life. Why? Because I'm not judging them and they're not judging me. They're like, girl, you do you and I'm going to do me. Great. Done. I don't care. You do you. But well, you know what I love and respect about them? Do you know what they stand for? <laughs> do you know what they stand for? That's great. Then you need to stand up for what you believe in. So my last thing I want to share with you is this. is like almost like a charge. If you, if you feel in your life, like, you know what? I have things that I am transferring into my kids that I don't want transferred. I need to deal with those things in my life. I need to transform those areas of my life so that, yeah, I, I do use my voice when it's needed, that I do stand up for those that need to be stand up for, including my family and myself. Most importantly, my family and myself. Yeah, I do need to transform those areas of my life so that when I transfer these things into my kids, it is full of belief. It is full of strength. It is full of grace, mercy, love, kindness, generosity, all of those characteristics. If you want those things passed into your kids, are you being transformed in your own life so that it can be transferred into them? And then you need to write down those things. What are those things that are non-negotiable so that you know if the time ever comes that you know, you know what? No, I know my stance on this and it's non-negotiable and I'm gonna fight until it's make sure that this is not gonna happen. I'm telling you, if we had more people that would stand up like that and be intentional parents, not just involved, but intentional parents, I'm telling you, this world will be a totally different place. And all it starts with with one because that one is passed on and transferred into another child that's the next generation. And now we have a changed generation because one parent decided to make a change and another parent decided to make a change. And now we have all these transformed adults transferring all of these rock solid young women and young men that are raised to be women and raised to be men that have a voice and they use it. Be unapologetic about your values and your morals and who you are and walk that out so that we can have a completely transformed generation.